Isaiah 33 verse 6 says something. It says, Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of your salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Notice, it's a wisdom and knowledge. Knowledge, how can you gain them? Psalm 119 verse 105 and Psalm 119 verse 130 makes us understand. The entrance of God's word gives us understanding. It says, His word is a lamp to our feet and a light unto our path. So in spiritual warfare, you require, you need the word of God. You cannot do without the word. If you just start and you start praying anything, see, you are just worrying yourself. The devil does not care about your prayer. What he fears is the word. 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 Hallelujah. The Bible says that where the word of the king is, there is what? Power. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4. It says, where the word of a king is, there is power. So when God speaks, nothing can stop what God says. So in Genesis, the Bible says, when God spoke, let there be light. Automatically, darkness disappeared. And when Jesus walked on earth, God on earth, the Bible says, when he spoke, demons checked out. His presence alone caused demons to tremble. So how much more we who are born after the lineage of Christ, that Christ dwells in us, that we are after Christ, and because of the death of Jesus Christ, we can cry out, Abba, Father. So it means God is our Father. If God is a king, he has made us also kings. That is why he says, King of kings. So you would declare his word, and demons, powers, evil agendas over the city will not have influence over you. That is why when the economy, when things are going bad, you shouldn't complain. You shouldn't murmur. You shouldn't be, I mean, talking here and there that things have been kind of hard. Because your God carries power. When the Israelites were in the wilderness and they were complaining, God gave them solution and they were still complaining and he said i will not take this stiff neck people to the place i'm taking them where god is taking you where god is taking the church it's a place of abundance a place flowing with milk and honey and we cannot go there with doubt we cannot go there with memory with talking with with unnecessary complaints in spiritual warfare you don't complain you are a soldier. You act. You act. So God's word carries power. So when you want to have an advantage, you utilize God's word in prayer. In prayer. And there are things that you need to know. You see, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So we are wrestling against principalities, powers, Rulers in what? High places, evil places. It is not just, I mean, your casual way of going about things. 
you are dealing with negative forces. Paul says something in, uh, I think, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse uh, 32. He said, I fought with the beast of Ephesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 32. Let me, let me open it and read it right now. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 32. He said, if in this manner of men, I fought with the beast of Ephesus, the beast, come to think of it, beast of Ephesus, in the place of Ephesus, where the Ephesians were, there was a beast. In Every family has a spirit, a beast that controls it. Cities have principalities that rule. Countries have principalities, territorial powers. So you can go to a particular city if you're observant. A particular suburb, you realize that the people there, one of the traits that goes there, that their children are vagabonds. You move to another place, you realize that drugs has become the thing. You go to a place, you realize that it's all about witches. It's all about riches. I mean, there are certain cities you know. There are certain tribes you realize that there's a specific spirit that fights certain things. That poverty over continent, you find certain things. That blood is shed. The demons there are happy when blood is shed. Over Africa, the demons here, they love to see blood. So you find wars, people, genocide all around. So the power that rules over that place the beast there is what Paul was talking about the beast of Ephesus in your family have you identified that beast that is contending against you yes Christ has died but he has given you the power to deal with it if you don't voice out Christ will not come God will not send angels if you don't rise up because God says I have given you all the power I want you to deal with it the Bible says God created man and he rested that means whatever that is happening now, God will not do anything until you rise up in prayer. He said, I fought the beast of Ephesus. The beast of Ephesus. The beast of Ephesus. God has given us the power to overcome. He has given us the power to overcome. Now, the last thing I will say, then we will touch on a little things, is this. You are God's right hand on earth. Because of that, you are God's special agent. No weapon can come close to you when you rise up. If you are in right standard, you are living righteous, you are holy, you are going through everything and you rise up in prayer. No witch, no wizard can come against you. How do I know that? Jesus said, the least in the kingdom see the kingdom is greater than john the baptist who was what the greatest of all the prophets so moses was able to stand against pharaoh he, i mean he did a lot of signs and wonders elijah called down fire he dealt with the prophet of Baal. look at these men look at samson look at i mean the great things these people did and he says all of them their greatest is john the baptist he said the least the little one in the kingdom the kingdom of god is greater that means you are greater you can deal with that power you can deal with that sickness 
you can deal with it. Peter, first Peter says something. He said, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. It means you are a royal. Malachi chapter 3 verse 17, it says, you are God's precious gel. So, if you are God's precious gel, he is jealously what? Protecting you. Once you are keeping your way, you are not misbehaving, you are paying your tithe, you are giving, you are fasting, you are sharing the gospel. Naturally, the armor is on you. So when you come to God, David used to pray, he said, Father, Lord, they repay me evil for my good. Vindicate me, Lord, and God will start. David fought all his enemies and he conquered them. And the Bible says, Solomon enjoyed peace. What is the covenant you have with God? Can God pronounce you down, faithful servant? Are you God's precious jewel, as Malachi chapter 3 verse 17 says? So there are five things that as I was praying, I wrote down. Five keys in spiritual warfare for you to be able to effectively, I mean, do certain spiritual warfare. One, you need to be what? Vigilant in your watch as a soldier. You need to be vigilant. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Um, Paul was speaking. He says, So just don't get tied up in the affairs of civilians' life. You see? So you then you, you just don't play around. If you know you are in the, in the front line of war, do you have time for your WhatsApp? Do you have time for call? When the enemy is shooting, is that a time to do that? So you don't mess about. Soldiers are very disciplined. So you need to be disciplined to be able to deal with certain things. In your prayer life, in everything that you do, you need to be vigilant. The Bible says, I mean, watch and pray. Matthew chapter 26 verse 41. Watch and pray. Lest you fall into temptation. So you need to be vigilant. As you are praying, you are watching. They are signs. As you hit the camp of the enemy, they will react. They will start sending certain people, certain strange men, strange women. When you read Proverbs, he talks about a strange woman. That the young man was going his way and a woman caught him and he kissed him. And he said, many mighty men have fallen. See, mind the people you move with. Descend them. It's not anyone that comes around that is coming because of your well-being. You have to descend them. It's not anyone you invite into your food. It's not anyone you tell your things, your life. Most people are going through battles because of what they told. Certain people who are so not supposed to hear. Yes, you've received a prophetic word. Keep it to yourself. See, it will keep you. It will keep you. The Bible says when the king of Syria was planning things in a secret place, Bible said the prophet will see it and he will tell Israel and they will escape. And he got to a place, he said, who has been gossiping? Who has been leaking information? In our time, who has been hacking into our system and leaking them to our enemies? Imagine that is being done by God's people. We will have an advantage. So when you keep in touch with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will give you advanced knowledge. 
and you will have an upper hand to deal with whatever that's affecting you. So one, be vigilant in your watch, in your prayer. Two, be consistent and don't what? Sleep. Be consistent and don't sleep or don't give up. So I said, in Ephesians, it says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. In wrestling, probably you can throw one punch and you will hit your enemy. You might throw them outside the ring, but it doesn't mean you have won. You need to pin them down. So most of the times, what we do is when we pray and we hit the enemy, we go and sleep. And the enemy comes. You see, the Bible says when Jesus was tempted for 40 days, the enemy went for a while, for a season. And he came again. So it's a continuous thing. Until you you continuously press on. The woman who met Jesus, I mean, for 12 years, she pressed on. She didn't give up. And that is why she had a breakthrough. So don't give up in one time prayer. Until you see your enemies fall. Until you see the breakthrough. Don't give up. Don't give up. The woman and the judge. He said, the judge answered the woman because of her persistency. And the scripture says, won't God avenge his elect speedily? So, I want you to be consistent in your prayer life. Whatever you are, you want God to do, whatever you want to turn around, be consistent and don't give up. Matthew chapter 13 verse 25. He says, as men slept, the enemy came to plant seeds. So you have fasted, you have prayed. So you think, oh, that is all. I have gotten the fire. That is all. Um, you went to a revival, you fasted, you prayed. A man of God prophesied and the door started opening and you stopped praying. You stopped joining meetings, you stopped sowing, you stopped giving. <laughs> the storm will come again. And when the storm comes, we'll be tied you. Probably maybe at that time, you don't have the requested word. Anything can happen. So be consistent. The third one, don't go to war alone. Find people, brothers and sisters. I mean, connect yourself to people who are spiritually inclined. He said, iron sharpened iron. Don't stand alone. He said, one, to, I mean, one, one will put to flight thousand. I mean, if one can put to flight thousand, then two will do what? And that is one of the strategies the enemy is using in this time. Making sure that believers don't go to church. They are forsaking the gathering of the saints. Even Jesus needed 12 disciples around him all the time. How much more you? And that's the evil doctrine going about. Turning the heart of the sheep against the, 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 the shepherd. And bringing separation in the church. Because of someone's flaw. We are all not perfect, yes. But don't let someone's imperfection deny you of your blessing, deny you of your security. So don't engage yourself in war alone. Find somebody. Jesus sent the disciples in twos for a reason. So when you are engaging yourself, you need to find a prayer partner. You need to find a pastor, a man of God. You need to find a brother, a sister. You need to find yourself in a place where there is a spirit of God there. Somebody, when you pray with God, can speak. 
not necessarily prophesy, but God can speak through them. Somebody you can pray with who can stand next to you when you are going through the storms. And the last one, make sure you engage God in sacrifices. There are certain sacrifices, it turns things around. When we read chapter 6, it said, when you pray, when you fast, and when you give. Engaging yourself in fasting. Fasting is one of the keys that turns things around. The Bible says that, and when the time for Israel to come out of captivity was due, there was a delay. And there was a man called Daniel. And Daniel, the Bible says, he saw the face of God for 21 days. Fasting. He did not give up. And the angel came and the angel said, the first day Daniel prayed, answers were released. The entire Israel, it was only one man. The Bible says, I sought for a man to stand in the gap. But God found no. For God to turn the issue of evil judgment or to turn away judgment, he needed Abraham to intercede. He said, I will turn things around. So fasting does things. It Take certain things out. Jesus said, this kind cannot go out with fasting and prayer. It's a sacrifice. A whole queen, when realizing that she was in a place of annihilation and her people was about to be killed and to be eliminated so that the, the, the seed of what the woman, according to what God told Eve, will bruise the head of the serpent will not come. The enemy, the enemy is planning things he projects. So I said, the prayer you fail to do, the enemy you fail to kill now, will rise up and torment you. The tear you fail to uproot from your life will contend with your wheat. If you don't deal with it now, there are certain things that has been planted in your life, certain lusts, certain desires, certain habits, certain pride, anger, if you don't uproot it now, when you get to that place of elevation, it will pull you down. You'll fall like lightning. So fasting humbles the flesh and causes your spirit to come to a place where you can have dominion over the influence of the devil and his word influence over your life. So the Bible says that Esther fasted three days with the Israelite and the evil decree of Haman against them over 10 and the Lord remembered them. So sacrifices, engaging God in sacrifices, putting yourself on the altar, that Father Lord, I will not eat. And the Bible says, and Jesus said in the in Bible, in, a, in Matthew, he said, when you pray, sacrifice of prayer, sacrifice of fasting, and the last one, sacrifice of giving. When you give, certain things turns around. The woman who had an issue where debtors were coming to take her son. The woman who had an issue where she was going to eat her last with her son and would die. The prophet said, give me that last that you have. She gave. It's a sacrifice. Sacrifice takes from you. The woman gave it to the prophet and the prophet decreed upon her. When the woman fed the prophet, the Bible says, 
that the prophet said, get me oil. What do you have? And he gave oil. And the Bible says, and the prophet said, go to your neighbor's house, collect it all, and point to it. And the woman had an abundance. Certain spirit, certain things that were contending with her finances. That evil spirit that wanted to snatch her kids. That thing that was contending with them. Because of their sacrificial giving, things turn around. Can I shock you? That will be the last thing that will enter into prayer. The Bible says, And God so loved the word that he gave. For God to break the spirit of death, to break the influence, the illegal influence of the devil, he gave. So if the father of creation gave, how much more we, the creation? So if you want to have advantage in spiritual warfare, that is what you need to do. You need to do. I pray that God will give you the understanding, will give you the tools, and give you the the strength to uproot whatever that you need to uproot in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, 